This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. The mysterious, elusive issue of credit. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> With me today is Amy McFarland. Welcome, Amy. Good morning, Mary. <laughs> and so what we want to do is talk about credit because credit is something that is often misunderstood. And um, it's it's kind of difficult to establish. And then if you mess it up and it goes bad, it's a little bit challenging to fix. And we want to give you some tips about if it is good or once you get it back to good, yes. how to maintain that. You know, I liken it to a grade point average. As long as you're getting all A's, you maintain, or B's, you maintain this credit. But once, excuse me, grade point average. And then once you have a bad, you flunk something or you get a D, it's very hard. It drops right down. It does. And it's very difficult to pull it back up. That is a great analogy, Amy. Yeah. I hadn't really ever thought about that one yeah. before, but that is actually a great analogy. Yes, it's like D's way more than A's. <laughs> they do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, so let's start at the beginning of, of credit. Let's talk about how you actually can establish credit because it, it's kind of a conundrum, right? So yeah. you can't get a loan unless you have credit, but you can't get credit unless you've had a loan. <laughs> and <laughs> so a lot of people who sticky. have good credit don't really use their credit. Yeah, and if you don't use it, then that can damage your credit score. Yes. So... um you know, we we have a lot of people that we work with. And Amy, I want you to tell the story that you told me the other day oh, about yeah. the woman who thought she had a lot of credit history and then realized she didn't. Tell us how that happened. Yes. So we were working with a client and she's going through a divorce. But what she didn't realize is she had a lot of credit cards, mm -hmm. but they had always been in her husband's name and she was just the secondary user on the card. And as a result... Um, when the marriage dissolved, the credit cards were dissolved as well, and she found out she had no credit. And that was absolutely an eye-opener to her. She had sure. no idea. Yeah, you think that just because you have a credit card with your name on it, that yes. it's building credit. But if, in fact, the primary user's name on the card... That's the person that credit is pointing to. And if you're an additional user on it, then that credit generally is not going to be reported under your social security number and under your name. Yes. And and she was angry because she said, I'm the one that pays the bills. I pay these. <laughs> yeah. So that's a double yes. whammy. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. <laughs> so, all right. So let's talk a bit about how to actually establish credit. So when you want to, the reason to establish credit, I think, is pretty clear. If you want to be able to go get a loan at some point in time, you have to have good credit. And if you want to be able to get a loan without having to have a cosigner, then you definitely need to have something that we call credit worthiness. So there are a couple different steps to actually developing credit. So young people listening out there, college grads listening out there, or people who just have never really established credit for themselves, or if you just realized that <laughs> all the credit cards were really in your spouse's name, not yours, and that you need to get some credit, listen up to this for a minute. The first thing that you really need to do in order to have credit is to have an income. 
because mm-hmm. the credit bureaus are going to look to see if you actually have a regular source of reportable income. So that can be from a job. It can become it can come from an allowance, even oh. government benefits, alimony, things like that. But you have to have, be able to demonstrate that you can make regular payments on something. Okay. Okay. So it is kind of important to have an income in order to pay off <laughs> things that you're using <laughs> credit for. All right, and then you want to make sure that you request credit from a lender who actually is reporting to a credit bureau. All right. So there are some banks and there are some credit cards that don't actually report oh, to the credit bureau. I've never found them. <laughs> it's funny how, you know, the, huh. if you have good credit, that happens more often than bad credit. The bad credit always gets found. <laughs> So when you're if you're taking out a small loan to establish credit or if you're ta- if you're going to do some kind of small limited credit card to establish credit, you want to make absolutely sure that who you're working with is going to report to the credit bureau and you just need to ask. Okay? okay? And then when you're establishing credit, I want you to think small at first. So the goal here would be to find a way to get either a credit card or a retail card or something like that, even a gas station card, Mm -hmm. if they report to the credit bureaus, get a card in your name, your name, Mm -hmm. that has a very small limit. So even if it's just a few hundred dollars, Okay. okay? And then what you want to do is you want to use it and you want to pay it off every month. Okay. Okay? Now, some people are not going to be able to go get a card that has even a few hundred dollar limit on it. So there are some different types of cards out there where they're called prepaid cards. Right. Okay. Okay. So you might take $300 and buy a prepaid credit card. And then your $300 that you've already paid, it's like you're prepaying your bill and then you can draw down against it. And then you prepay it back up to the $300 limit and you draw down against it. And that is kind of like a reverse way to establish credit if there's a reason that you can't establish it on your own. I did not know that yep. worked yep. can work towards uh, developing credit. It absolutely can. And what's kind of cool about that is that if you repay it, And every time you make that payment, you're Mm -hmm. building your credit score. Mm -hmm. And then just by virtue of repaying yourself back in this kind of replenishing pool, you're developing the credit history that you'll need in order to get a card where you didn't have to prepay it. Wow. It's like a checking account only via a... A credit card. Credit card. Yes, exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that is one way to establish credit. Another way to establish credit um, is to have someone co-sign. So you were telling me a story earlier about a co-signing question. Yeah, I was asking. My daughter recently graduated. Um, Yay. Yay. Go Hawks. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) bye-bye. She had wanted me to co-sign with her on a small loan in order to help her buy a vehicle and I wondered if her let's say it's a $1,500 loan and she wants me to co-sign does that report credit under her name would that help her establish even though she has a co-signer it sure would so if the name if the loan is in her name and the loan is under her social security number with you as the co-signer then that credit establishment is going to be under her name and her social security number okay now most of the time the co-signer's responsibility is not even reported to the credit bureaus okay, okay? so it it doesn't count against you on your credit score that you've co-signed the only time it would count mm-hmm. against you is if the 
like your daughter doesn't Would make default. the payment. Yeah, mm-hmm. so if she defaults mm-hmm. and then you don't actually make those payments, then it's going to hit both of your credit reports. Okay. Okay. That would be far scarier for her, trust me, if you're listening. <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> it would have huge repercussions. <laughs> so, yeah. So, a, a good way to help establish credit is to co-sign on a small loan for someone. Let okay. them go ahead and make the payments. And then mm-hmm. once they've made the payments, then you can use that as your credit history. And now they're okay. going to be eligible to get maybe a bigger loan next time on their own because they've demonstrated they can effectively pay something back. Responsibility. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Okay. So those are some ways to go about establishing credit. Now, the the next piece of this, though, is what happens if all of a sudden you get into a situation where you have bad credit. Okay. And I think that affects more people mm-hmm. than not knowing how to establish it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Okay. In fact, I saw a statistic lately that said... of consumers have subprime credit. So what score would that be? Um, That would be something that is probably under 600. That's what I would guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So... Um, you know, there's there's kind of the old axiom that if you can get your credit to the 700 score, mm-hmm. then you're going to be in pretty good shape. And you're, that's probably true. I mean, you're going to be sure. in decent shape if you can get a 700 credit sure. score. If you can get an 800 credit score, you pretty much can get anybody anything to loan you anything want. to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the, the, the bad credit, though... What I see happening with that is like it's um, it builds upon itself, right? Okay. So you get into trouble, you use credit to bail yourself out, you get into more trouble, and then you have to use credit to bail out the credit that you used to bail yourself out the first time. It's like telling a lie. Yes. It just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> so it's like bailing out a sinking ship instead of patching the boat. So um, when you're when you're using credit to fix a money pit of a problem, that's where I think people get into trouble. So it's easy to get into bad credit. It's not as easy to get out of it. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about ways to fix your bad credit and uh, then how to keep it monitored going forward. We've put together a credit basics booklet that's really good information on how to establish credit, how to fix credit, and then how to maintain good credit. So if that's something that you think would be helpful, give us a call 605-217-3555 and request your credit basics booklet. Or you can go request that on our website at com. That sounds like a good stocking stuffer, Mary. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, something everybody wants. (laughs) We also have a seminar coming up that might be of interest to people. It's the Advanced Investment Strategy Seminar. This is something that's going to be on June 14th, and uh, it's really designed for people who are more sophisticated investors. Okay. We're going to be talking about things well beyond just ordinary stocks and bonds. And uh, so if that's something that sounds of interest to you, join us on the 14th of June. You know, bad credit kind of, it haunts you. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing to think about with how <laughs> yeah. um, and And the, the thing is, it's not so easy to fix it once you mm-hmm. get into the trap of bad credit. So the first thing that you want to do if you have bad credit is you need to pull your credit report. Okay. And there are, there's three major credit reporting companies out there. There's Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. And when you pull your credit report and you're trying to fix your bad credit, you really want to pull your report from all three of them. Okay. Okay. And here's why. 
different places report to different credit bureaus. So what's on your Experian report might not be on your Equifax report. And you might find that there's some credit bomb that hit the TransUnion report that didn't hit the other two that you didn't even realize was out there. And maybe it's wrong. Mm -hmm. But you need to pull them from all three so you can see what you're up against. Knowledge is power. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So what what they're going to show is this. They're going to show you a score. Number one, what your tr- credit score is. And they're all going to be a little bit different. Okay. So they'll be in a range of similar, but they're all going to be a little bit different. And then they're going to show you what your credit history is. And in your credit history, it's going to show you if you had late payments, which is going to help create bad credit. It's going to show if you had things go to collections, which is going to create bad credit. And it's going to show you um, historically where you've mismanaged money, basically. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Now, one of the things that you find with poor credit is that sometimes it's wrong. Okay. I knew it. Yeah. (laughs) So, for instance, um, I have a a person that I know that we were working with them on fixing their credit. And they had gotten sideways with Discover Card. Mm. And Discover they'd stopped paying their Discover Card bill. And um, so they had all this late payment on there. It was dragging Mm. their credit down. But they ended up actually paying the credit card bill in full. Okay. Okay? So they didn't even just settle with it. Yes. They paid it in full in a lump sum. It was just, you know, like a year late. Sure. Okay. (laughs) Well, Discover never reported that they actually closed it. (gasps) Discover never reported that it was paid in full. So that was still sitting out there on the credit report looking like this person just had never paid that bill. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that is an example of correcting something that maybe is wrong. If you you got into some trouble, but then you fix the trouble, the fix doesn't get reported, generally speaking, to the credit bureaus. You have to do that (laughs) yourself. So you can add a statement to your credit report describing your side of the story, and you can send documentation into the credit bureaus proving that you fix the issue. Do you do that through their website? The you can do it through their websites, website? or you can do it through the mail. Okay. Okay. Good and then you know. just want to follow up. Each one of them has their own process sure. on exactly how to fix the credit bomb that's sitting out there. <laughs> and... Um, but you do want to take the time to fix those because they're they're definitely a disadvantage to you. Yes. The next thing you want to do is you want to start making your payments on time. So it's kind of like what you mentioned earlier. When you have a, a bad grade, mm-hmm. it takes time to rebuild that grade point out from one bad grade. It's the same thing with late payments. If you have a late payment, it takes time of having a bunch of on-time payments before the effect of that late payment is gone. Okay. Okay. So you really want to start making your payments on time. <laughs> and I would say similarly to a grade point average, it doesn't matter how many other things you're making payments on time. That one that is late yep. is going to keep it down. Yes, mm-hmm. that's exactly right. right. All right. So here's the other thing, too, that people don't realize when they're trying to fix their credit that credit bureaus are looking at. And it's the ratio of how much credit you're actually using to the credit that you can use. Okay. So ideally, you shouldn't ever use more than one third of the available credit you have on Mm. any one credit card that you have. Okay. So shoot. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) So here's the thing. If you have a $1,000 limit on your credit card, then you're going to get a better credit score and you're going to fix your score faster if you never charge more than $300 on that card. Mm -hmm. 
And here's why, is that the credit companies are looking to see that you can responsibly manage your money, Mm -hmm. and you responsibly manage it when you don't need to utilize all of your available credit. And you know, it's like a test, because the better you get about paying your credit, then they send you, hey, we've raised your limit by $1,000. You're Mm -hmm. like, yes! And really, what you need to do is pretend you don't even know that. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Yep. (laughs) Or at least not ever spend more than a third of it. Yes, (laughs) exactly. So when you're in the mode of fixing your credit, what you really want to be able to get to is where you have three major credit cards, like a MasterCard, a Discover, and a Visa, okay? okay. I'm not talking about store cards. I'm talking about the big companies. And and the research that I've done tends to show that MasterCard and Visa are the two that you definitely want to have. Okay. Discover and Amex are like the secondary ones. They're good, but they're not quite as good as the MasterCards and Visas, okay? okay? So if you can end up with three credit cards that you're using every single month and that every single month you're paying off in full, that is the best thing you can do to fix your damaged credit. And on none of them should you charge more than one third of your available credit. (laughs) Mary, I have a question. You know, um, you have mentioned that you should not apply for any type of credit when you're trying, you know, if you're trying to rebuild your credit, Mm -hmm. if you're in that stage. How does that apply if you want to transfer a balance to another credit card because of lower interest rate? Because you're still applying for a credit card. Well, then that's still going to create a notation on your credit report and too many credit inquiries and too Mm -hmm. many openings of new credit cards is going to drag your score back down. Okay. So my advice with this is to put yourself in a pattern where you have three major credit cards, you're utilizing all three of them every month, you're never charging more than one third of the available balance on them and you're paying them off every month. Even if all you did was spend $20 a month on each one of those credit cards and then pay it off, you are fixing your credit. So I'm not saying you got to charge hundreds of dollars and then pay Mm -hmm. it off. Even if you just make one small charge and then pay it off, it's going to show that you're not utilizing all of your credit and it's going to show that you paid it on time. And every time you do that, every $20 step Mm -hmm. is a step towards fixing your credit. So it doesn't have to be like massive amounts of money that you need from cash flow. And it doesn't even have to be big dollars that you're using on your credit cards. Little tiny fixes like that can help repair somebody's credit. Huh. Now, again, I mentioned earlier that you can do these prepaid cards. Yes. And the prepaid cards are another option for people who've really gotten into credit trouble. You may have to do a $100 or a $200 prepaid card. That's a MasterCard or a Visa. You may have to do three of them Mm -hmm. and utilize that system Mm -hmm. before you can get a card that's going to give you actual credit lending. Okay. Okay. So if you can't even, if your credit is bad enough that you can't even get a card to try this out, then you have to start looking at those prepaid cards. Okay. 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 So when you're, um, when you've gone through your credit report and you are seeing how you can fix the on-time payments and things like that, the other thing to make note of is that the collections are damaging to you. Mm-hmm. Very, very damaging to you. And so if you are going to do a deal where you're going to pay off a collection, that's going to help your sure. credit report significantly too. But the collections agencies don't often report, again, to the credit bureaus that you've paid it off. Um, sometimes they'll report if you've settled, where let's say you maybe settled with them, you paid half of what you owed. 
Mm-hmm. That's going to hit your credit report, and it's going to take a period of time where that before that falls off and isn't damaging to you. Mm-hmm. But even settling is better on your credit report than Walking not away. doing anything. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, all right. So now that we've learned how to do some things to fix the credit, let's talk about how to monitor your credit. So, I mean, if you take the time to get it back to good, you want to keep it <laughs> yes, there. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So I recommend setting up your credit card payments on automatic payment from yes. your bank so that you don't have the chance of anything being late. Mm-hmm. That's one thing you can do. And then I also recommend that you pull your credit report at least once a year just to make sure there's nothing surprising out there or damaging out there that you weren't aware of. Sure. The other thing that I would suggest is that you look at some identity theft protective measures. All right. So you can get them through your credit cards. Okay. You can get them through different organizations and services. But um, identity theft can create bad credit faster than just about anything. So making sure that you're monitoring your credit history so you know when inquiries are being made is a really good idea to protecting the good credit that you've reestablished or taken time to establish. And I want to add, you know, I have a PayPal credit account, and Mm -hmm. every time a purchase, I make a purchase, they email me and let me know. How nice. I Mm -hmm. wish other credit card companies, well, they'd be (laughs) really busy. (laughs) (laughs) So hopefully that's been some good information for you listeners out there today. If if you'd like to get the Credit Basics booklet that we put together, just give us a call, 605-217-3555. Or go out to our website, and um, we uh, would be happy to send that to you. Anyway, thanks, Amy. Thanks Thank for joining you, us Mary. today about the fascinating topic of credit. <laughs> Have a good weekend. Thanks. Call us at 605-217-3555 for your free copy of our Credit Basics booklet. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Insurance offered through Sterk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial. Sterk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dunes, South Dakota 57049, and can be reached at 605-217-3555.